0: Hello and welcome to the Warrantine Podcast. This is the show for my ladies, my fellas, and non-binary brothers and sisters. Yes, for sure, where we dive deep into all things dealing uh, with you and how you're dealing in the midst of everything going on in life. Even though it's called the Warrantine Podcast, I want everyone to feel like they are at home. They are at peace with thyself. And on this episode, I want to talk about the mindset of a winner. Woo! That's right. We're going to dive this into more. Also, on this week's episode, we have Sid Colson, WNBA star and social media mogul. It's going to be a wild, wild show. Please stay tuned. Here's on the Warranting Podcast. Come on now. Look. Let's go. They said hold your roll, yeah boy this ain't your show Stick to the mold, you gotta dumb down the flow That's when they got bold and told me I should take it slow I said I don't think so, that's the shit they waiting for Welcome to episode 106 here on the Warren Team Podcast And I am so excited to be with y'all today um, For those don't watch basketball i gotta let you guys know the los angeles lakers have officially won the nba finals championship that's right in the midst of this crazy pandemic and covid a group of players were able to circum all the battles both outside of the bubble of walt disney world and inside the bubble of the miami heat star studded led players like jimmy butler and tyler hero and so many more trying to stop LeBron and his legacy, but he overcame. He and Anthony Davis and the entire Lakers team were able to not only win, but win this one for the late and great Kobe Bryant. Um wow. What a beautiful array of, of just getting over trials and tribulations. And even in the midst, obviously, of the midst of everything going on, not just pandemic-wise, but you know, racial injustices still happening in 2020 that this group of guys were able to win this championship. So today, I really want to dive into what is the mindset of a winner? What is the mindset of a winner? I like to consider myself a winner. I really do. Simply because (laughs) I'm crazy, y'all. Like, (laughs) I'm crazy. I am crazy as balls. Like, not crazy bad, but just in a way that, like, I'm the dude that, If you say that we're going to get on a treadmill and the first person to win is the first person who stops on that treadmill, I will die on that damn treadmill. I swear to God, that's just my mindset. I've just done all the research, all the work on myself. It's not even because I want to be like better than you because of trauma, (laughs) y'all, because of survival. It is important for me to like have this mindset to win at my own self. It is me because Guys, the demons that are inside of this body, guys, you have no clue. You guys are like, oh, my God, he's so hilarious. It's because of depression. Fuck. <laughs> I can't believe I'm laughing. It's real, though. It is so fucking real. I feel like I evoke this, like, I evoke, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? I I evoke a certain thing inside of myself that, like, that I tell myself that I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And when I talk about the mindset of a winner, For me personally, it's only right for me to talk about acting. I mean, acting for me has been the one thing in my life that I have been the most committed to. When I really look over my life, I think about, you know, childhood piano lessons, stop that after a couple years. Then we're on a swim team, doing good, got a few ribbons, stop that after a while, right? Then I'm like in high school, so let's get into some sports teams, get into some boxing and wrestling and basketball, stop that because I'm not going to the league at all and then I get to college and I'm in these organizations student government association uh this other social, whatever all these things that I eventually stopped but it wasn't until I got into corporate America found out that this is not what I wanted to do I decided to see that my passion when in fact was entertainment quit my job moved to LA and started this track for the last decade of making sure acting was the forefront of how I could quote unquote win or be successful in this field for me, guys? It honestly, and I'll give a lot of people they were like, for real, Warren? No, but honestly, it was. It has nothing to do with an Oscar, a Golden Globe, an Emmy. I mean, those things are cool, but you know, I even know that even though those things are definitely coming, I can even feel the emotion of like, okay, <laughs> cool. It's just the fact that I love this shit. I love this shit. I'm diving myself into it, and I know that I'm going to make such a huge impact for those coming behind me. No different than when Michael Jordan was inspired by the Wilt Chamberlain saying, like, oh, no, I can do that. No different than when Kobe Bryant seeing Michael Jordan is like, oh, six championships bet. I got you. I'm going off that. No different than LeBron James joining the Los Angeles Lakers last Not nah, He didn't join last night, but he's he won the championship last night in honor of what Kobe did. And I'm pretty sure someone is looking at LeBron no different than I was looking at Denzel and Jim Carrey and Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Robin Williams and Jaleel White and all these amazing people saying, I'm looking at you, I see you, and I can do that. I can fucking crush it. Not better than you, but you are inspiring me into a way where I know that I can win by being a better version of myself by pursuing this. Now what's so interesting about this whole mindset thing, and I'm only using acting because I can only go based off myself, but in those earlier years, notice what I'm saying, I'm saying acting. I'm saying acting, right? I'm pretty sure every single listener listening to this right now has a different version of that. Some listeners are probably saying, okay, great, he wanted to be on Broadway. What an amazing thing. It's like, oh, okay, great, he just really wants to be just like Denzel. Okay, great. Oh, great, he wants to be, you know, killing it in commercials. Okay, great, he just wants to be on television. Exactly right, that shit was broad as fuck. So I spent the next earlier years, once I dove into the arena, of specifying exactly what the fuck it is that I wanted to do specifically in the world of acting. I had to learn that the more specific you get about the shit that you want to win at, the better it becomes. It's one thing to say that I'm going to Nashville, Tennessee, right? But then it's another thing to say I'm going to 3500 John A. Merritt Boulevard, Nashville, Tennessee, 37209-1234. Which is the address of Tennessee State University? Shout out to Go Big Blue, <laughs> but seriously, guys, like I had to be very specific. And I'm going through the range, I'm going into acting classes, and I'm trying everything. I'm getting the Uta Hagen training, I'm getting the Tasha Smith training, I'm getting the Ada training, and it wasn't until I went to the Margie Haber training, right, wonderful studio in Los Angeles, California, teaching you how to audition, another method of acting. I'm here at Margie Haber, and one thing I'm noticing, we're auditioning all these different, every week, every week, every month, like one week was drama, one week was comedy, one week was just whatever you wanted, and then we're gonna do the call back on that fourth week of whatever you wanted right right and so now this is a beautiful platform where i can figure out where it is i wanted to be and by the end of my period at that actor uh, actor studio i was able to identify that like yo maybe comedy is my my strength but like even though it's my strength I, I have a weakness right a weakness of like evoking those tears that i see my counterparts do so well evoking that like deep like yeah that mall man of like <laughs> Sicily, why won't you just love me? Like that shit, right? Because I'm a cartoon in this crazy body. When it came to comedy, it was like a breeze. It wasn't until my teacher pulled me to the side and was like, Warren, you got to double down on your strengths. Ooh! You got to double down on your strengths. Whatever you have identified within yourself, if you are somebody who can fix refrigerators like it ain't nobody's business, you better get comfortable getting cold. Because that shit is about to take you to a totally different level. You, ma'am, are about to win at fixing fridges. Right? Right? I don't know. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Double down on these strengths. Okay. Where do people go to double down on these strengths? Well, there's this place called the Groundlings Theater. Why don't you go over there and audition? People like Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, great comedy greats to this day have all gone into that motherfucker and just thrived thrived there was a moment where i could have pursued uh stand-up comedy but i was like uh, uh, embarrassment rule number one you got to feel embarrassed you got to be comfortable feeling embarrassed i'm getting up i'm standing up and shit right now you got to be comfortable feeling i feel weird just even doing this podcast i don't give a fuck (laughs) but you got to get comfortable feeling that embarrassment because the moment you get over that you can go into lanes that you never knew that you can shift inside of no different than whatever field that you're doing right now remember that moment when you were afraid of driving, and here you are driving that car with such ease, looking to your left and your right. You may have even have an accident, not speaking it over you in the mighty name, we're gonna rebuke that right now, but I'm just saying, there were moments when maybe you might've just dinged somebody or somebody dinged you, and it was okay, it was all right, it was all right. And here you are, an expert at driving, even though some may agree or disagree, it doesn't give a fuck, who cares? Anyway, I go to this theater, right? I'm at this theater and I'm surrounded by all these different counterparts. Again, this is the Groundlings Theater, the notorious Groundlings Theater. For those who don't know, uh, I'm gonna speak from my own experience. It, it's a white country club, okay? White country club of comedy. That's exactly what it is. Like, <laughs> well, Sarah, what about this? <laughs> but I saw it as a challenge. I saw it as a way of like, let me bring my black ass up in here and blackify the shit out of this. I know that I can bring that south side elements. Oh, I'm gonna play the game. I'm gonna play the game. And it wasn't even a game against me, against that actor or me against that actress or this improviser is funnier than me. Cause to be honest with you, I I ain't the the most funniest dude out here. But again, going, going back on that treadmill example, I'm going to outwork you bro. Sis, 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 you see that sweat on my brow? I'm working my ass off because I'm studying now the art of comedy. I'm throwing myself in this arena, right? I felt like Maximus Decimus, right? Smelling the dirt. Because when that happens, it's no different than when Kobe or all these great players and people that we see over time. I locked in. I'm ready to go. Moment you say, let's go. I'm ready to go. Stayed at this place for six to seven years, y'all. Six to seven years giving it my life, winning some days, failing some days, shooting air balls some days, shooting swishes some days, throwing myself constantly in it every single day because it's not about what hits. It's about how many times you keep throwing that ball up, right? I know I'm making a lot of basketball references, but it, it really is how often are you showing up for this thing that feels so uncomfortable but you're so passionate about And then now throw in the fact that I am the only black man in this theater. I'm the only black person in this class coming up with these only black characters to this only white audience. Woo! It's stung. It's stung. You hear things about like, oh my God, we're working on diversity. Inclusion is a thing. We really believe that everybody is inclusive, but their actions is different. So I gotta show up in a way where it's like, let me show you my actions. Let me introduce to you different characters that are definitely worthy of being on this stage. Man, God bless the trailblazers because those motherfucking arrows hurt. <laughs> it really, why do I keep laughing after a time I feel pain? I don't know, I'm like the Joker or something. I don't know. But yeah, you gotta keep showing up for that shit because I, I kept thinking about like, I know that young black boy or the young black woman coming from, Chicago, Memphis, Florida, Detroit, uh, New York, Texas, wherever. And it's going to come right behind me. And is going to look at me and see like, oh, I could do that. That's all I needed. Thanks, Warren. I could do that. And that's exactly what the fuck you could do. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going ham right now. Clearly, clearly. I felt it all, y'all. I felt it all. Whew. But I feel like I won because when they cut me, ooh. When they cut me from all the time and energy and money that I invested into that theater, I will never forget the moment of what happened one week later. I get an audition for this role called Family Reunion. One week later, I swear to God, seven days. In fact, I go, I go to Memphis, Tennessee, to see my. Uh, I call her my niece. It's like my really my best friend, Brandon. His daughter was born. Right. I had to, like, you know, kiss her and see her and be like, yo, I held you when you was a baby because I know she's going to be freaking amazing when she grows up. And then I came on back to L.A. and then I get this uh, random audition for family reunion and I book it, guys. But this is what is even crazier. What is even crazier? The role is comprised of every single thing that I learned in that last six to seven years. It is in front of a live studio audience. It requires my physical comedy. It requires me to understand timing. It requires, it's no more like just making shit up on the spot. Now, you got 30 pages you got to memorize the next day. And you got to be off book and know, 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 know this character. Like it is the back of your hand as if this is, you got to know this character better than you know your goddamn self. And that's what I did and then got another role after that and then got another role after that and after that and after that, because how I won is not constituent on the actual position nor the status or what I receive I won because I am now moving in spaces with such ease that used to intimidate me before I won because I beat the shit out of 2012 Warren 2015 Warren 2016 Warren when granny died yeah that dude I still won over him I don't give a fuck about who's around me or what other actor, producer, writer. I don't give a fuck. It is the fact that I am giving you a high value version of myself, thus being a winner. I turn that shit on, baby. Woo! Like I'm on right now. If I was ever worried about how people perceive me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. If I was worried about the opinions of other people, don't get me wrong. Where I'm an actor. People pleasing comes with the job. It sucks and it's you got to have a healthy balance, but... Listen, when I'm standing next to Richard Roundtree, Loretta Devine, I need I need, for lack of better words, I need to have a strong back. I need to train differently. I need to start training my mind from what used to be like, you know, one hour random jokes and ideas to 14 hour days. Come on. Shooting all night. Okay. So now when I show up, it looks like. Like I didn't have the script for a month. I am this character. Like, you can't, you, can't, you can't fuck with me, because I, I, I know this. I know the timing, I understand empathy, empathy. One of the best lessons I ever got from my very first acting teacher, Harvey Soule, and he said, actor problems are personal problems, and personal problems are actor problems. If you ain't right with yourself, you damn sure ain't gonna be right on this stage. Whew, tweet that, you're ready. You're ready, you're ready, come on, you're ready. So, guys, let me end by just saying this. In order for you to truly have this mindset that you really want to go forth, fucking just like and crush it with the winner mentality. You know, I got this whole L.A. LA Laker vibe that they win the championship going over me. If you want to have this whole mentality so we can win in this in this life, so we can be the MVP like LeBron, three things. Number one, what's your routine? What are you doing every single day? Every single day to make sure that your shit pops. I don't care if it's a jury line. I don't care if it's a blog. I don't care if it's a podcast. What are you doing every single day, that routine, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.? What are you doing? And when are you resting? And then when are you throwing yourself back into it for another two hours, right? And then resting again. Make sure you get some food. Drink some water. Hydrate, bitch, okay? Drink some water. And then go right back into it, and that's it. Tomorrow, let's do it again. So what's that routine? The second thing you, ooh, this is one of my favorites. Ooh, here we go. Ready for it? Force yourself to do what is uncomfortable. I'm gonna say it again. Force yourself to do what is uncomfortable. As I told you all, I went to the Groundlings Theater. It's an improv space, right? Uh, improv is a way of producing comedy with a group of people right 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 how many other people have you heard on this podcast right now in this very moment none it is uncomfortable for me to be talking by myself saying all these things I don't give a fuck though I'm feeling it and I'm getting comfortable in the uncomfortable you got to throw yourself into it it doesn't make any sense it don't make no sense but you know it will eventually there was a time no different than that car When it was uncomfortable, throw yourself in it. Throw yourself in it. And number three, here we go. Number three, big one, big one, big one, big one. Here we go. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Mm -mm. You weren't good enough, sorry. (laughs) No, you really suck. It's it's cause we don't want someone black right now, you know what I mean? Like that's just not the vibe that we're going for. No 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 like I mean it wasn't it wasn't even that or worst of all, worst of all, this response. You hear that? I'll say that response again. You heard that? Yeah, me neither. It's called ghosting. It's the worst form of rejection, period. Ugh, the worst form, the worst form. But you're not gonna take that shit personal because you know your worth, you know your value, you know exactly why you decided to gain such a strong passion for this new thing that is gonna make you uncomfortable, that you are gonna create a routine, that you're not gonna take anything personal on. And here's a bonus one, here's a bonus one. Speak life over yourself. The more you say, oh my God, I can't do it. This sucks, this hurts, this crap. Speak life over yourself. Speak. What is SP? Speak. It's crazy. SP is also the beginning of spell, which is spelling, like words, spelling. So cast fucking spells over your life. Let me try and give you an example. Right now, I'm letting you know that this is one of the most amazing podcasts that has ever been graced on the History and Podcast. The Warranting Podcast is not just stopping at 106. It will go to 206 and 306. In fact, we are going to be coming to a city near you because that is how much joy and peace and gratitude but more than anything, my spirit, my spirit cannot just be confined to this one episode. We got to keep going. And I make, I will make sure that all ears listening to this, every single person that is hearing this right now is going to feel an essence of joy to push their own individual passion outside of the idea phase into the mouth phase, into the talking about it phase, into the writing about it phase. So then it can be talked about phase so then we can do that shit because we only have one fucking life. Woo. Whoa. I didn't even mean to do all that. (laughs) But keep it. Keep it. Alex, keep all this shit. Keep all this shit. I don't give a fuck anyway ladies and gentlemen if you haven't been hyped already enough we got a great episode today the amazing Sid Colson is going to be joining us for a great great wonderful interview I'm so excited about this she plays in the WNBA she's going to share with us her time in the bubble and so 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 much more I appreciate each and every one of you all I am literally on fire right now but let me go take a cold shower so I can get ready for this amazing interview right here on the Warrantine podcast stay tuned everybody Quarantine is sponsored by Chicago French Press. Now are you tired of adding loads of sugar and flavored creamers to your stale bitter brews each morning? Well, I have found your solution. Freshly roasted organic coffee flavored with the natural ingredients like coconut shavings, cocoa, and pecans. Ooh, yummy. You can now brew gourmet coffee at home like chocolate blueberry, coconut cream, and one of my fall favorites, pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> yep, right now, warrantine listeners can receive 15% off your entire order with promo code WARRANTINE. That's W-A-R-R-E-N-T-I-N-E on your next order right now. That's right. You go to chicagofrenchpress.com. You are able to put in that warrantine promo code. You'll get 15% off the entire order. Visit chicagofrenchpress.com to learn more. Man, uh, today is a lit day. Why is today a lit day? Because I'm joined with someone who is kind of a cosmic force across this entire universe and has been put into this black women woman of a body in Houston Texas just killing it and she's come up through the ranks not just as a, a ordinary individual but as a breakout star from her time at the Las Vegas Aces to now with the Chicago Sky ladies and gentlemen I am joined with none other the saucy Sidney Colson. oh my
1: gosh I've never been introduced like that in my life and I feel like everybody has done me a disservice <laughs>
0: welcome my dear you know well i mean i acknowledge the light because boo you shining you are shining shining there's so much i'm so happy that i can call you a friend honestly and truly you are
1: you're the one you stay gassed in (laughs) somebody you are talia in a man's body like y'all are i would imagine that y'all are to other people, like their most supportive friend, like that friend, like if they're down, they're like, hey, gas me real quick. I gotta go get this, like, try to get this job, try to go get this gig, like
0: <laughs> you're so sweet, so kind. Um, I am just merely a, a guy who just loves all my friends and treasure uh, the genuine relationships that I have. Um and speaking of Talia, Talia Caldwell, who has been on the warranty podcast a you know what I mean? She came in, she talked about her experience in the WNBA. So we got a former experience and now we get to talk to you, a current Chicago sky player, someone who is currently in the Waddle, I presume it's called the Waddle. How's it feel? What's going on?
1: You see everybody you know every day. It's kinda weird. You're seeing the people you compete against like pretty much every single day. Um, but as you know, like I showed up late because I was I was positive for COVID. You
0: were positive. Yo, you got tested positive for COVID. What's coursing through Sydney Colson, this star point guard? What's going through her mind in the S especially in this quarantine time and also you got the background of like racism happening and protests. Like what how do you feel that now that this you know, your career, everything, we all thinking about everything. How do you how do you take that?
1: Man, when it happened, um, like, we haven't, we haven't hung out that many times. Like, you don't know me in Houston, like, how I... But I'm just, like, very chill. I don't go out to a lot of places. I don't do a lot. Like, so me getting it really <laughs> pissed me off. I'm just, like, I don't do anything. I, like, go to H-E-B and Kroger and, like, the grocery stores, and I come back home. So how did I get it? So yeah. once I got it, it lasted, like, a month, um, so I was late to to training camp.
0: What was going on? Were you were you one of those that were like, you know, like um what's his name? Spider. Um D. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah, Donovan Mitchell. How uh he was talking about, you know, he was a systematic he didn't have any real symptoms but tested positive. Were you along those same lines or did you actually have symptoms?
1: So I was supposed to leave to go to Chicago because you could voluntarily show up to your team's market like uh, two weeks before training camp started here in the Wubble. Um, yeah. So I was going to do that just because I didn't go play overseas this off season. So I was like, yeah, I need to start getting my body in a rhythm and be playing again. But two days before I was supposed to leave, I, um, or no, the day before, I lost my sense of smell and taste completely. And I have been having like these minor headaches and I don't ever really get migraines or headaches, but I dismissed it. So then I text my, my trainer and I was like, I think I might be positive. Like, can we find a way to get me tested quickly to see if I can travel tomorrow? But it came back positive, And then extreme nausea, nausea started extreme fatigue. I was sleeping like dog, like 16, 17 hours a day. Hmm. Without feeling like rested, you know, like you nap and you usually feel, okay, I can get going again. But I would just sleep, get up, barely be able to stand up for long because the nausea would have me like wanting to throw up, but I never actually threw up. So it was just, it was just a lot and a lot of coughing and that lasted like 10 to 12 days. And then after that, I just kept testing positive, even though it was just my smell and taste that hadn't recovered. So it was weird.
0: Wow. Wow. But here you are out healthy. You beat it. Praise be to the all most highest. You know, seriously.
1: I was annoyed by the whole situation and it was really uncomfortable. But obviously, a lot of people fared way worse with their situation. So, you know, I was grateful that I was able to bounce back and I didn't have like a heart issue or anything, nothing with my lungs. So.
0: You know, a lot of you know, here on the some of the people that we've had on the podcast, they've all come on and kind of spoke about their time during quarantine. I, I want to say you're the first one who actually had it, who actually tested positive that I'm so gracious enough to talk to you. Um, but more so rather, you know, the physical elements of it, you know, and thank goodness you're with, with the losing of taste and, and everything. Was there any clarity that you came up with? Like, this is the first time that now normalcy, what you consider normal, maybe practice, maybe making the hilarious videos, which we're going to get to in a second. Like, what, with you now having to sit down, sit down with you, your thoughts, be it good or bad, has any, have you purged through anything or have any new developments happen during this time where you've had to rest?
1: Well, I kind of still feel like um like even though we're we're in our season I still kind of feel like that because we we can't leave and go anywhere else like it's just mm. like I think the mental health aspect for some people is probably getting tough being here um yeah. for me that's not necessarily something that I struggle with like mental health issues but right. it can get um I don't know the word
0: a little stuffy a little like yeah It's just the
1: same monotony and, um, no escape from basketball, really.
0: Mm, And even though we're fortunate to
1: have this job, like, have this game be our job, usually in the course of a regular season, you still can see family. You see your spouse, like, see someone and kind of detach from basketball, at least, if at least for a little. Um, so, it's been weird, but, yeah, I've had a chance to, you know, think and think about what I want to do, um... After basketball, but I also had time to think about like what I wanted to do while I was here because I don't know if you know, but we dedicated our season to the Say Her Name campaign to Breonna Taylor. So for me, this whole season has just been way bigger than basketball.
0: Absolutely, it is. It's been so like inspiring to seeing you all just like kind of come together on a certain accord. We had Talia here; she was speaking on how in the WNBA I want to say she said a hundred a ten thousand dollars of a woman's salary um a player's salary of like you know which normally is a hundred thousand dollars you all are making sure goes towards a campaign versus the men who you know that same ten thousand dollars coming from like a a two million dollar. Type of salary that you all are definitely taking more of a sacrifice towards the campaign, and and also having much more action. Would you agree with that, or do you, would you say it's along the same lines, or, or 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 what?
1: It's brilliant, so I really like disagree with <laughs> with what she's talking about. But I also try not to like. I don't know. I I get I get the comparison and what we are like, giving in comparison to what we make. But I usually try not to, like, knock people on what they give no matter what mm-hmm. they make, because I just don't know people's situation. Right, right. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I think for us in the WNBA <laughs> yeah. and for it being, like, 80%, almost 80% black women's league, mm-hmm. the, like, Breonna Taylor, like, a lot of these... Things have just, like, hit us so close to home because,
0: yeah.
1: you know, without it being hyperbolic, that could be us. And just, 100%. like, on the men's side, those men, they could be them. So, I don't know. We I feel like WNBA players are always very active and engaged in social justice issues. Like, this isn't the first season that we've spoken up about stuff. We're just now getting attention for uh-huh. it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like we just – we speak about the things that matter to us, no matter if people agree or don't agree that's just kind of been the nature of women in the league yeah,
0: yeah. and for you, I want to say that may so definitely for women in the league, but you have like you become like the forefront player, like you are a true spokesperson for like the w n b right now, and I want to say like a a lot of that is come from I want to say your own personal comedy like what you like who is this who's this player literally cracking me up like the, the, she plays for the WBA like wait what <laughs> she's hilarious like killing it and then bringing that like joyous high bursting energy into the um the intros for the Vegas Aces like the A <laughs> hey, like oh my god like you had the whole like I want to say you were viral for a solid mid had the whole world do hey. I am like, yes, come on. I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> and then, like, I got to tell you, this is, I was dead serious. Like, to this day, guys, I still want uh, a Sydney Colson Las Vegas Aces jersey. Cause that, say less boo. That's say like, less. man, I, I want to rock that so tough. Like, that was, I'll never, I mean, I think along with me, I hate that. You, it was like your dollar, your dame dollar tie. It was just like, you can't, like, everyone, like, Oh, wait, she's not to be re- re- messed with at all.
1: I already love Damian Lillard's game, but, like, he wrote me and said that. He was like, yo, like, you're in- it was during the offseason when I was uh, decided, like, I was going to leave Vegas and go to Chicago. Yeah. But he wrote me. He was like, man, what happened? Like, why are you not going to be there anymore? Those, those intros used to kill me. Like, you all were right. killing it. And I was like, damn, damn, thank you. <laughs>
0: Of course, you are a star, girl. Definitely a star. And you know, but
1: I'm trying to see. I'm like, I don't think that we're the same size, Warren. you gonna be able to fit my jersey. <laughs>
0: uh, I will, if I will, I will, if you, I'm dead, Sydney. I, I love you so much. Like, if you send me your jersey and sign it too, I'm putting it in a case and I'm putting it up in my home. Like, I'm putting it up. I'm dead serious. Like, you're, you're a legend. You are a. a Genuine legend. When I get back
1: to Houston, I got you because I have enough jerseys from other teams and times. I got you for real.
0: I want the I want the Las Vegas A. That's gonna go down in history. Say mark my words, gonna go down in that Las Vegas because like you, it was like you took. Your platform and you made it something that I don't think any athlete, you know, not many athletes, in my opinion, that I've seen have like taken that notion of like, no, I'm also going to show you my personality, my essence that, you know, yes, I'm a fierce competitor. And you guys went to see her against uh, the Sparks. She, she ain't playing. She ain't playing. You are not. A, you are not playing. And like, I put my arm around your toe. I was like, oh, my God, she's like, match. oh, you go. Oh. Don't mess with Sidney Colson, okay? You hear me? You will get chopped and screwed, straight up Houston style. But.
1: I was just going to say, like, I think that other players do it. But for me, like, the older I've gotten, like, my professional career hasn't necessarily gone the way I wanted it to. Like.
0: What are some of those obstacles that you, you've dealt with?
1: Um, Injury. I think opportunity. Um, You know, just not being in situations like that. That's. In a lot of cases, and in a lot of leagues, and in a lot of different fields, it's about opportunity. Like, it's not the fact that people aren't capable, but it's does the person who's in charge see that in you, and do they give you that opportunity? That hasn't necessarily been my situation a lot of the times. So, the older I've gotten, I've just been like, you know, I still want to play. I love playing. I'm still competitive, and I can physically still do it. But like I know that I want to act. I know that I want to do other things after. So I'm just like once I started making those videos, like it wasn't like I did the Lady Aces things for attention. It just became a thing and they asked me to keep doing it. So oh, wow. I have fun with it, so I kept doing it, but for me I'm like I'm going to take every opportunity while I'm in the WNBA and I'm on television sometimes like why would I not market myself? Like other people do it in different ways for different things, but for sure, nobody's for coming sure. to me for endorsements and all this stuff because I don't play a lot. But I'm like, I'm going to still do what I can while I'm in the spotlight because I won't always Absolutely. be in the
0: spotlight. Interesting. Well, I think that I will have to disagree with you on that. I think that what you are the seeds that you are slowly planting will is definitely making your longevity in, in the spotlight to be uh, much more permeable. Uh, in my own honest opinion, I'm a huge fan of you. Um, and speaking of these, of and you're doing it like even with the you have a segment um, going the sixty minutes, sixty seconds with Sid, sixty seconds with Sid, which is such a great segment where we can see a little bit more personality. And you, it's almost like the WNBA gave you, hey, we're gonna give you this platform for because we believe in you. You've taken the notion of leaning into yourself and bringing it to this organization. Therefore, we want to officially etch out a sector for you to do that same thing which is out uh, number one is amazing <laughs> and incredible and number two we've been able to been introduced to not only some of your comedy but also using your platform for the the say her name campaign as you mentioned uh, making sure that all the varieties of uh, WNBA players were you know they what you all did a whole say uh my i matter I'm saying each one saying that their life matters uh which i thought was just so awesome again you using being so giving giving your platform and making sure that everybody sees this like was do you think that uh, there's a real shift happening amongst I guess black women in not just this industry I mean obviously you know with being you know mostly African-American women you know making up of the WNBA do you feel as though that shift is happening do you think like with us saying Breonna Taylor Breonna Taylor do you feel and George Floyd's do you think that we're coming to a place where like okay we are waking up and actual action rather than words are ensuing now
1: yeah I do think so and I think that um like for so many players who maybe weren't vocal about things in the past I think because of the way uh we saw the nation react to George Floyd being killed like in our faces um people got the confidence to be more vocal and I think especially because it's a black issue like Black people are directly affected and I'm gonna I, it like it's easier for me to speak on this than maybe something that doesn't relate to my life directly. but right. like for this, like you're saying that I I gave my platform and but to me I feel like why wouldn't I have done that? It would have been weird for me to not speak on that in some way with the platform that I had. And so right now during this season, during this time, like, I'm on the Social Justice Council f- um, for our league. And when they asked me, I was just like, like of course I'm going to do this. Like, it, w- it wouldn't make sense to me. It wasn't going to make sense to me to come into this season and play in this bubble, bubble if I didn't speak about what's going on with black right. people in America. Like, I just wasn't going to come. Like, a lot of us in the league were just at a point where – If we're not talking about the things that that matter to us and direct our lives and affect our lives directly as black women, then it's a non-negotiable. Like We're either talking about this stuff in the bubble or we're not coming. And that was in our CBA. It's like our collective bargaining agreement. So Uh our union and our league agreed Like we're going to have the players carve out space for them to be able to talk about Black Lives Matter, about Say Her Name, about voting, about the census, about gun control, about LGBTQ rights, like, about everything that matters to yeah. us, we're gonna talk about it.
0: That's excellent, that's excellent. Real change is coming, truly real change. I never thought it'd be a, masked in a, with coronavirus and everything happening. But uh, yeah, sh- a shift is definitely happening, and uh, yeah. Of
1: course, we didn't want these things to all be happening at once, but it's like, it clearly took, it took this, to get people's attention, and that's really wild to me. Because what have we, like, haven't black people been saying this stuff, like, for a very long time?
0: Yeah. Forever. 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 (laughs) We've been saying this shit for, like, I can't. I, You know what? For me, you know what? I'll be honest. For me, I'll never forget. And I love Jimmy Kimmel. I think he is a fine, awesome gentleman. One of my favorites, truly, in the late night game. But I will never forget, I think it was another case where an unarmed black man got shot. And I was like, and it wasn't, it came on CNN. I forgot who, I forgot who. But at that same time, like these poachers killed this lion in Africa. And then this man got on his show and cried over the lions. And, like, tears come down his face about these lions. I was like, oh, white people don't get it. White people, we can, we all the way lions. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's terrible. <laughs> but I remember saying out loud, I was like, fuck those lions. Like, fuck those lions. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Peter can come at me. But, like, fuck those lions. Like, what? Are you, what? I, like... This dude is like, uh, I could go on and on. I can go on and on. I feel it. I I felt so hurt. But again, I don't think it was like, I I took it personal and I have to understand it. I don't think it's like, you know, screw black people. We don't believe black lives matter. I think it's just a certain ignorance of like, oh my God. I just, like, for example, I'm pretty sure there's some things happening in the short people community and injustices of them that I am not aware of. Therefore, when I speak to a short person, I'm pretty sure there are going to be some prejudices that I'm just not aware of that I should be open to listening to this short person and deal with like, yeah, I can't reach the door. I, you know, I'm, pro- I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't, if it, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, and, but, but being willing to open and, and learn. And I think honestly, like, I feel like a, a, the biggest shift I've ever seen amongst my, my white peers is, is truly been this year and the influx of like treatment just from strangers and everything has just changed. It's just like, Oh, y'all kind of get it. Y'all getting it. Y'all getting it. Okay. All right all white groups of white people holding Black Lives Matter. I was like, ain't nobody mixed in there? Ain't no Mexican? Okay, y'all all all white. That's white white saying Black Lives Matter. Okay, all right, wow. Well, we have shifted.
1: I mean, like, I agree, but it's still annoying as a black person because, like, yes, we don't understand the struggles of communities that we're not a part of, so for short people, um, but, like, Everybody knows how black people have been treated. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's
1: not it's not yeah. news. Yeah. You see it on the news. You like it's in the history but books.
0: For me to even say short people like smaller people is 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 me having empathy for a minority group because I am a, a minority and I've like, man, if I was ever in that position of a majority, I want to make sure that I adhere and listen to this <laughs> minority because I haven't been given that luxury. So therefore moving forward, I want to sh- any type of other minority people who only like the color uh, neon green, like that's the minority group. And I want to be like, guys, I don't get that, but I'm willing to listen. What is it about neon green that you, uh, that you, uh, that's, it's so fascinating. I'm willing to learn. You know what I mean? And that's essentially what this entire experience of life is all about. Just being willing to listen to this other person living a totally different story. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah,
1: listen to their experience and don't try to tell them about it or tell right. them how they should be. Rea- like, just listen.
0: Yeah. Just listen. Just listen. And uh, speaking of listening, one of the things that I have been listening to. Uh, Sydney Coulson, you are in fact an absolutely amazing actress. One which that I could easily see. I want the headline to read so bad: SNL signs WNBA star <laughs> Sydney Coulson. That I I will put that up above the jersey. Like <laughs> that will be the best headline ever, ladies and gentlemen. This woman here has done a variety of characters that have. Gone mini viral for the sake of, uh, just a couple, just a couple, you know, like easy 20K, easy 300K, easy, you know what I'm saying? Something light, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just another night, you know what I'm saying? Just another night. But uh, I want to try to play just a small little little game just to see if certain, I'm gonna ask you certain characters, how would they react to certain situations? Is that okay? okay. Well, for example, number one, we have Darius. Darius, the lip licking ladies man. I want to know how does Darius react when he is the only man in the wubble?
1: <laughs> hey, good morning, ladies. <laughs> um, how y'all doing? Um, like shit. I really can't believe I'm the only one here right now with y'all, but, um, Shit, y'all never, y'all ever need anything from me. Like, I'm in twelve oh one. Like, y'all need me food. Like, loving shit, rubbing shit, anything really. Like, damn, I can't. Be- shit, dog, I can't believe I'm the only nigga here right now. <laughs> Just like that annoying guy who's like licking his lips and
0: rubbing his head. And- <laughs> he is so light-skinned. I see it. Oh, he is premium, premium Drake mixed in with Chris Brown. I see it. Premium. Oh, just like lick, licking, licking the, licking the, the uh, CarMax that's already on there. Just like. Mm, You're not you know.
1: interested in him.
0: Oh, that's so good. Okay. Okay. We got, we got, let's try one more, maybe two more, but one more for sure. One more. Okay. How does Jeff. The guy who manages three black guys, how does Jeff explain the new Black Lives Matter policy that is going to be in the office? Hmm. Hey,
1: guys, so, uh, ah, shoot, uh, Tyrone, Damien, yeah, Latarius, can you guys come up here? Uh, Everybody, like, I want to talk about something that took place earlier and I heard it and I didn't speak on it and I'm really regretting it, but when you guys asked for some black coffee and I want to make it clear we're now saying African-American coffee. Like, I don't want, like, because guys, do you all even want to be, like, what do you want to be called? Because I want to make sure just everybody's, like, comfortable and safe and You know like feeling empowered so i don't want to (laughs) like so good that guy just like
0: listen i want to i don't i want to step on any shoes because i don't want to like scuff up you know like some white i mean they could be any type of shoes they could be blue shoes but i don't want to what do you want to what do you want to call it (laughs) it's
1: like it's not that deep dog
0: (laughs) we all know that person oh my gosh should we do one more should we do one last one last one okay uh, Grandma Pearl is so convinced coronavirus and everything happening in 2020 is Jesus coming home. Finally, he's coming back, according to Grandma Pearl.
1: Grandma Pearl, um like you haven't been like why haven't you been wearing your mask? Like I told you you shouldn't be leaving, like just stay in the house. We can get your groceries for you. You know you're already a little immune compromised. Like, why aren't you listening? Baby, let me tell you something. Okay. I done live through the Great Depression. I done live through your grandpa cheating on me with Miss Irene down the street. If you think this virus finna scare me, baby, listen. My God is an on-time God and what he says he will do he will do if he is coming which I believe he may be coming baby I don't need to wear no mask I want him to see me and recognize me
0: when he comes ladies and gentlemen Cindy Colson oh my god
1: i couldn't quite get her voice because i can't go there right girl now. it was <laughs> perfect what
0: do you mean she's multi-talented multi-fierce absolutely athletic genuine beautiful kind so light-hearted so joyous thank you so much for not only bla- blazing the airways with your presence but giving us so much joy and also um knowledge um with your platform we love you
1: thank love you me. so much for having me
0: yeah yeah that's what it's all about give it up one more time for sid colson thank you so much for tuning in to yet another amazing podcast here in the warrant Team podcast Woo! I'm feeling lit, I'm feeling hype I'm tapping into what is that winner's mindset I talk to a winner, I am a winner And I know you listening, you're going to take that winner mindset To a whole nother brand new level Keep staying tuned, keep giving us the support Share it, listen it, like it Take it to another level And keep having that winner mindset Until next time, go win!